I was going to say, do any of you guys like, do you guys drink, uh, what's it called, the carbonated water, the sparkling water? Oh, yeah. Is that a thing in the U.S.? Oh, yeah, big time. We uh, we actually got like a little carbonator just to to have because uh-huh. we, we drink a lot of sparkling water and we use that and like uh, lime or lemon How juice. How cheap to... can you motherfuckers get? Like, just buy carbonated water. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm going to put my normal water into the carbonated. You're going to say, oh, why? <laughs> well, because uh, you don't have to buy the plastic. Probably the shit that makes the fucking battery of your carbonator. Number one. Number two, what's the science behind that? How do you just carbonate a thing what you inject carbon into a thing yes if you can shoot it into a thing then why can't we eject it out of a thing why is fucking global warming a thing if you can have a carbonator you should be able to have a decarbonator (laughs) 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 stop kaczynski was right about everything we have really overdone it a machine that carbonates my water just take it from the source the planet does a little thing called carbonating water just take it and drink that you don't have to make your okay like how free is your day that you're scrolling fucking amazon and you're like hmm there's a water carbonizer here i might as well buy a water carbonizer it's gonna make my life so much better I oh wish I had so Habibi, much fucking free it, time. It, Jesus. Habibi, the, the, when, when the water is filtered through a Brita filter, okay, it the, the, it just hits different. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> when the carbon it hits different. Oh fuck! How could honestly though? How could you drink that? It tastes like it tastes like TV static. If TV static oh, well. doesn't drink, that's, what <laughs> that's funny. That's an interesting. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's funny. But, like uh, the, yeah. what carbonated water? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it's, it's good. It's the more bubbles, the better. Uh, but I, if if my water doesn't make me cry, if it's not painful, I'm not drinking it. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking Americans are too far gone. I don't yeah. know what to tell you. <laughs> no, I love carbonated water. We drink carbonated water here as well. I I can tell a little interesting anecdote. My my dad, who pretty much drinks every day, but is a very functioning alcoholic. I don't know, ten or fifteen years ago, he starts having like intense stomach pain, and uh, he goes to the doctor. And asks, uh, you know, can you check this out? Like, I'm not feeling all that good. Mm. And they and they check his stomach, mm. and they see that there's obviously some problems with his uh, uh, intestines. Uh, but uh, they ask him, you know, uh, do you drink a lot? He says, yeah, I tend to drink as much as any other <laughs> Slav. And they say, okay, so that, too much. Uh, can you please stop <laughs> drinking uh, as much booze and come back in a month, and we'll see what the situation is. A month come, a month passes, and he goes uh, to the doctors again, and the situation is deteriorated. They're like, "Dude, stop lying to us. You've been drinking." He's like, "No, I have not been drinking." Turns out, this dude, yes, chugs like two liters of alcohol a day, but also chugs like two, three liters of carbonated water a day, especially what we like to drink, like spritzer, uh, where you take uh, rosé <laughs> or white wine, and then you half it with uh, with carbonated water, and it's perfect for the summer. Uh, and uh, the reason I'm telling the story is, kids, you never know what's going to kill you. His liver was absolutely <laughs> fine. Everything was absolutely fine. But the drinking the insane amounts of copious uh, carbonated water uh, is what uh, what got to him. He stopped the carbonated water. And to this day, he is a, a very well-mannered, uh, high-functioning uh, <laughs> drink-a-thoner. <laughs> I'm so, sorry to break it to you. This wasn't, wasn't the carbonated water. I was fucking him up. That, that sounds that sounds like an alcoholic's excuse. I'm so sorry. No, no, they fixed it. He stopped drinking carbonated water. Did they really? Yeah, yeah. Everything's fine. He has the liver of a twenty-year-old. I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, inshallah. I hope. I hope he does for for your sake. I hope he lives a long and happy and healthy life. 
Um, you know, you, stop you selling you me this fucking Muslim anti-alcohol lobby. <laughs> like it's 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 really horrific what you people are trying to do to, to yes. our favorite pastime, but we shall uh, we shall persevere together with with our American brothers who shall uh, who say come and take it for their weapons. Us love say come and take it for our booze. <clears throat> Habibi, it's okay. The booze will take you. It's fine. <laughs> 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 Hello and welcome back to uh, part two of, uh, of of Stalin is comically large spoon. Uh, this time it's not only the comically large spoon in which he he uh, drank up all of your grandma's famous Porsche, uh, but he also has a, a comically oversized toothbrush that we must all share. And uh, he may have <laughs> lightly grazed his butt cheeks against them, but uh, <laughs> that's the price that we have to pay for communism. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, in communism yeah, we recycle like toilet paper but not by you know go, <laughs> making it go through a factory but we literally yeah. uh, take one roll of toilet paper and uh, it's sanctioned <laughs> by the government uh, for the entire building so one mm. one week uh, <laughs> apartment number 43 gets to be the first ones to use the toilet paper next week it's apartment number 44 etc cetera, etc cetera. and oh it's kind of fine for apartment number 44 apartment number 43 even apartment 40, but uh, apartment number 39, 37, 36, the shit starts really piling up on that piece of paper. So, you know, you dry <laughs> it and you wipe your shit with shit. Uh, but then again, that is what needs to be done in order to defend the world from global warming uh, the way you yeah. capitalist degenerates with your single-use toilet paper tend to do. Sorry for interjecting with this rant. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that it is not only Comrade Stalin that w- that wipes his ass with his toothbrush as the greatest comrade of all time. He does not even use, he does not even use toilet paper, <laughs> you know? Uh, but the rest of us... Just pulls know. his pants right up. <laughs> yeah. oh. Just oh. one toothbrush. I, and I, it's always I, your toothbrush. He sometimes, somehow every night, like the tooth fairy, but he's the toothbrush fairy, gets into your fucking toilet, brushes his ass and says, this oh, is for oh. communism, baby. <laughs> and then splurts out something in fucking oh, Georgian. Okay, yeah, please continue. Just, just, just don't, don't forget to to leave out some grain, some <laughs> yeah. some grain and Georgian wine for <laughs> <laughs> for stalling clothes. All right. Uh, so, <laughs> with, with that said, um, we're talking about the stupid arguments that your fucking NFT investing cousin will usually be like, mm, "I'm an entre- I'm the an entrepreneur, and I don't think communism works because pee pee poo poo." The stupid arguments you usually hear. Yeah, so we're going to continue off from where we, uh, well, left off uh, the last time. Just down the list. By the way, you guys fucking flooded us with with, with There are uh, so suggestions. many suggestions, so we're probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're probably going to have even enough for a part three. Who knows? If you guys are interested enough, we might make a part three. But uh, with all that said, let's get started. This one, this example is actually close to close to heart because my geography teacher in high school, of all things, was the one who tried to he tried to horseshoe theory me. Oh no! Um, if you're unaware, <laughs> this garbage. There is it, the supreme brain rot of political compasses, obviously, um, and uh, there's this a particular form of the political compass, which is just basically like a line. Um, and on the far left, you have you know like you, know, you go slowly social democracy, socialism, communism. On the far right, you have I don't know conservatism, monarchism. Uh, fascism, Nazism, Nazism. It's always shit that doesn't make sense. They don't really like mm. set them up correctly. And then in the center, they have like I don't know, liberalism or <laughs> radical centrism, what <laughs> whatever the they, they are. Call it, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and they like to um, 
by the I mean like actual liberal propagandists. This is a thing that is somewhat taken seriously. I've seen some his, uh, some textbooks actually show this shit. They turn this this straight line and they kind of bend it to make it look like a horseshoe. And you know how the horseshoe, the tips of the horseshoe, they get closer together. Yeah. So the implication being that the most neutral or unbiased or whatever you can be is by being a like a lukewarm liberal, basically, or slightly, you know, like Democrat Republican. Like that's that you know, uh, uh, small. Overton window that you have. Mm. If you go anywhere further left or further right, you're actually getting closer to the opposite side. Uh, opposite side. So you're a communist and you really hate fascists, but the more of, of uh, left you go, the closer you get to fascism. And f- same thing for fascists. Oh, you, you're fascist. You hate communists, but the clo- the further right you go, then you get closer to 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 um, uh, communists. It's the stupidest fucking shit I've heard in my life. Yeah. Um, and I think there's a. A semi-meme theory um, that actually has way more explanatory power, honestly, and hilariously. It's called the uh, fishhook theory. <laughs> and this oh, is basically, instead it. of taking that line and turning it into a, <laughs> into a horseshoe, take the right side, you know, the far right, and turn it into a fishhook. And that's actually kind of huh. right, because, uh, lol, I'm out, uh, kind of right. Kind of correct. The further right you go, technically, uh, yeah, you're very close to the center, because uh, liberals, usually, they never l- overlook the... the um, quote-unquote crimes of communists but they will gladly brush under the rug anything that uh, fascists do um and as a result they're always uh willing bedfellows uh, and uh, yeah but that's just a meme um <laughs> nobody actually really takes it seriously even though it has more explanatory power than the fucking horseshoe shit sorry uh, i i've rambled on this one yes i mean anything to say <laughs> no not really i mean it's incredibly stupid i have a co-worker i do some um I'm the director of photography for another YouTube channel, and we do some docu- documentary shoots, you know, every once in a while. And one of the guys I work with, bless his heart, nice guy. Um, he's a Mayor Pete Stan, if that tells you anything. But he is a, oh is, is a proponent the gay of lobby. horseshoe theory. <laughs> yeah, and good <laughs> God, I mean, it's just the most tired, stupid thing. It's like, yeah, these two extremes are exactly the same. One of them wants to you know, exterminate all these ethnicities, and, and one of them uh, doesn't want to do that and wants, <laughs> wants to prevent the extermination. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> what's the difference? Like, <laughs> I look like I'm seeing double war. Fucking. I mean, I just uh, treat, uh, I, I personally just treat people who come to me with the horseshoe theories literally like a horseshoe. But that I mean, I see them as just things to walk all over and <laughs> not even just eat them. What the fuck? You eat horseshoes now? You fucking savages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like, literally. <laughs> I thought, I thought you, but not. I thought you were going to yeah. go the route of saying you nail them. And I was like, oh. Um, okay. <laughs> but, uh, teach them the <laughs> way. Like horseshoe. <laughs> teach them the way. You know, like, ram, oh. them, ram them from the back and keep telling them. Uh, does the horseshoe exist? Does the horseshoe exist? You think, no, no. <laughs> you thought, uh, I'll, I'll take something straight of yours and bend it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking. All right. Well, let's, <laughs> let's, let's stop being fucking. No, no, no. Seriously, <laughs> like, if, if, we lived in a, if we lived in a <laughs> simulation, this is like the ideological framework they would give, you know, those like vanilla NPCs that you don't even have dialogue options with, like, you know, those blocked up, <laughs> glitchy, I don't know, cyberpunk motherfuckers <laughs> that just walk around with no purpose. Because, <laughs> because that's exactly what they are. I mean, people who think A is B and uh, B is C and uh, C is a flying cow are nothing more than random, useless occupiers of empty please, space. Please, you go, Nick. Please, you got to make the, the abolition, uh, the complete abolition of private property and the uh, supreme uh, control and defense of uh, private property you, through militaristic means are exactly the same thing. Absolutely. There's no difference there. What are you talking but about? But most scary men sit on podium and uh, shout. One has small mustache, one has big mustache. It's the uh, same thing. No, Stalin mustache. 
Stalin mustache, Hitler mustache, Biden, no mustache. No mustache. Mm. <laughs> curious. <laughs> Very curious. <laughs> Big if true. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's there we yeah. go. Myth busted. Um, Moving on. <laughs> the next time you meet anybody who says this to you, basically do what you got uh, said and nail them. Uh, that's that's all you have to do. Um, uh, probably the the. Uh, the comfort and warmth of a homosexual love. I mean, if it's a man that says this, was usually it's it's a man. It's a guy who doesn't yeah. know what he's talking about. Um, the, the audacity of men never ends. I say this as a guy myself, but um, yeah. So so uh, yeah. The the, the I love how Hakim just implied might... that only men listen to this podcast. Oh no 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 no, 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 not at all. But I think I think the women have much more sense than to, I think <laughs> yeah. a woman would hear this shit and be like, you know what, this this person is not worth my time. You know, women know how to pick their battles, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike us, where you'd spend fucking 10 minutes trying to talk to this dude and be like, no, dude, the fucking, we don't want to kill fucking minorities. Oh, I've seen double ball. The soy boy face. But the mustache, man. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, coffee, coffee, coffee. But, but, but Mao, no mustache. Mm. Oh, oh that, but that ties into Biden, Biden being a Maoist. The, uh. the fucking, the weird Republican shit where he was swearing on, on the quotations of Chairman Mao. No, it said Ma- the textbook no, no, of Mao. No, 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 no. But Mao, Asian, Asian equal authoritarian. Uh, Mao no oh, need yes, mustache. I forgot, I forgot. White okay. man need mustache mm, yeah. equal authoritarian. Mm. But Asian man no mustache. Uh. Still equal authoritarian. Yes. <laughs> moving on from this, moving on from that shit show. Um, one you've heard, it's so boring at this point, but m- communism, no democracy. And then, you know, the guy turns around and he's like, oh, what's that? Get back to work right away, boss, who just also happens to be the owner's son. Um, and then, you know, he, he scuttles with the, with his tail between his legs to, I don't know, go fucking uh, blow the, the, the dude who's, who's promised daddy to stay off the pills yeah. uh, so he can pull in 400 grand while basically sitting in a man- managerial position that he doesn't fucking nothing on. Anyways, uh, <laughs> do you guys want to take this one or... Obviously, it's like just objectively false. Like opening any decent history book should be able to show you that. But even let's my favorite thing to do is pick like the most antagonistic people you can to disprove it. And so that would be the CIA for me in this instance. Mm. They had a report um, on Stalin specifically um, talking about, yeah, the whole strongman dictator myth was largely a fabrication. And uh, even under Stalin, there there was significant uh, democracy in the Soviet Union. It's like if the CIA is mm. saying that, what do you have? Like, what defense can you possibly have? <laughs> it's just absurd. Honestly, yeah. And of course, the the point is being it's not like a blind defense of Stalin. This case, yeah. you can take any socialist uh, nation. You can take uh, Cuba, Vietnam, China, DPRK, um, the Soviet Union, Burkina Faso. Um, at every example, the presentation that you see in the media or in history books, usually uh, bourgeois uh, history, is very flawed um, because the concept of democracy that they have not only is different but it's it's an even fuller democracy mm-hmm. uh, and you can always compare it of course to to your own country the united states which who claims to be the most democratic huh. country on earth the most free the freest and all that uh but uh, i'm just asking any american when was the last time that you've actually participated in the democratic process i think for the vast majority of americans which by the way don't even vote the vast majority of americans yeah um but for the vast majority of americans they have one uh, one option only to participate quote-unquote democratically it's during the presidential elections and that is where they are forced to choose between two people that they didn't want in the first place. They didn't pick them. They didn't decide which positions or policies they would run on. They basically have to pick the worst, the least smelling shit from the shit pile, yeah. basically. 
Um, and that's not even to, to say all the weird um, criticism that you see of Soviet uh, elections, for example, actually are much more valid for the United States. For example, they would be like, oh, there's only one name on the ballot. That happens in many small, um, uh, like, local... Yeah. Uh, uh, they don't call them prefectures in the United States. County, Counties, county yeah. elections, mm-hmm. municipal elections. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. This happens very frequently, for example. Another example is like members of the Senate and Congress. Many of them are, have served ridiculously long times with no... App, like it's Who has voted these people in and who's maintaining them in these positions? That's another example. Um, and of course, not to forget the most important aspect. You have no practically no political democracy, but you have no, absolutely none... Uh, no economic democracy within the United States or any capitalist country. You have no say of what to produce, where to produce, how much to produce. You have no control of your workplace. You have no ability to fire your manager or get them in trouble if you want to. There are, in, t- just to use a comparison, there are countless examples of, uh, for example, within the Soviet Union. By the way, again, nobody's trying to say the Soviet Union is a perfect system, but we're just trying to compare and contrast right. here. Um, countless examples within the Soviet Union in which you had basically a manager who does something fucked up. Either he embezzles funds or he even sexually harasses or attempts to sexually harass a worker. Um, and they basically just go to uh, the party committee, which was in every workplace, and they tell them, hey, yeah, this happened, and then guess what? The manager gets fired, right? They always, almost always sided with the workers, and that's something that doesn't happen in the United States. That is a level of democracy that actually matters because it directly affects your day-to-day life. You go to work every day making deci- being forced to comply to decisions that you, you had no part in making or taking excuse me, uh, in the United States, right? Um, and that I think is much more impactful to your day-to-day life than some distant, you know, bullshit election that happens once every four years that you can't even be bothered to think about, let, let alone even, you know, uh, bring yourself to vote in, as the most uh, recent uh, voting or polling has, has revealed. They really don't even want us to vote, like e- even once every four years. Like the amount of voter suppression we've seen, the gerrymandering, the voter ID laws, just making it incredibly difficult to even cast a ballot should show mm. what the elite think of uh, even electoral democracy. But you're absolutely right. The um, the economic democracy is a far bigger problem. Um, if we've seen anything with the recent wave of unionization and quitting um, these exploitative jobs, it's that that is seen as an aberration and something to be crushed um, by the ruling class. Like mm. there was an article that came out recently that said that compared – this like this barest tiniest glimmer of class consciousness to a virus to a disease like how do we mm. fight this quitagen they called it and it's like come on mm. oh it's, my God. it's so incredibly it, transparent this reminds me of something i remember i believe you've spoken about it in one of your uh videos jt but there's this um research that was done in the united states about what um, the american public wants policy-wise um versus what American com- uh, corporations mm-hmm. and lobbying groups want and what actually gets done, like what executive decisions get taken on a governmental level. And it's found that there's almost a one-to-one with what the corporations and, and lobbying groups want. Uh, and uh, there is absolutely no concordance. There's no correlation or practically no correlation between what the general public of the United States wants and what the American government uh, and its executive functions actually carry out. Um, I can't remember the name of the site, but this is something that you can easily Google and this is a perfect example of, of, of the but fact that it, there is no democracy under capitalism. <clears throat> Sorry, go on, you think. No, exactly. Uh, I mean, what is democracy even? Usually the people that 
throw it around all the time are the bottom feeders of any sort of even quasi-intellectual discussion because they heard about the word democracy back in, I don't know, first grade history class. I mean, every social model which has ever existed from, I don't know, the first one that we know of that uh, used the term democracy in ancient Greece had the same democracy applied to only 5% of their population. You know, the rest were poor or slaves or women. Uh, and the neoliberal democracy, not ancient Greek democracy, but the modern neoliberal version, just like the Greeks back in the day, uh, they apply the democratic values to things which do not question the status quo, like, for, as you guys said, mostly voting on social issues and shit. Try to pass a genuine economic bill and you'll see, you know, the fires of hell descend upon you. Hmm. So socialist yeah. democracy, even in its most initial stages, so we're not talking achieved communism here or whatever, seeks, you know, nothing but the expansion of people's rights to choose, uh, in my opinion, from uh, on topics that are even more impactful on their life than the choices that we have today. And that's basically it. The, the, the word the democracy is just a, a simple gotcha that people tend to use, even though they don't understand that its definition always def- depends on what sort of economic model it exists in. Um, I completely agree with you, Gopnik. And of course, just to build up on that point uh, just a little bit more, uh, we have to keep in mind, uh, like just a kind of a meme point is, yeah, of course, the capitalist countries and, and the particularly of the United States and NATO, they love democracy so much. That's why they basically try to overthrow every country that even gets like a, fu- a, a centimeter closer to socialism yeah. um, or a, a democratically elected it. Uh, but that's the meme point. The actual, the genuine point is um, no, none of us are saying that the uh, democracy pa- practiced in former socialist countries, even current socialist countries are perfect, but they made genuine attempts at developing a new form of democracy that's more expansive uh, and they made massive strides in that field uh, and also um, uh, we need to to remember that this is also an, uh, currently an ongoing pro- process and one uh, book I'd recommend on that is uh, Cuba and its Neighbors uh, by Arnold August which looks into the particular system of democracy that's uh, happening in Cuba and how the, the system that they built which I personally uh, identify with and agree with and think that uh, there is potential in the future for this to be further expanded um, over for example the issues and, and failures of the Soviet example, um, although of course there are many, and of course there are uh, their own successes. And the final point being is that you have to remember that all former socialist countries and even modern socialist countries uh, have had the supreme issue of imperialism, of constant uh, military harassment and diploma- diplomatic vilification and economic sabotage and um, military threats and everything to, to the end of it. Um, trying to practice an all-encompassing and unlimited democracy under these incredi- incredibly strenuous conditions is, I think, like naive uh, to expect of them and also um, sadly would weaken the, the, the internal security of the, of the state. Um, and as a result, uh, we end up, of course, with these contradictions of developing socialism uh, in which like, we want to have all expansive democracy, but at certain levels they have to be limited. Um, for example, you shouldn't be able to give democratic rights to, I don't know, like fascists, for example. Mm. This is uh, like an actual proven fascist. Shouldn't have the ability to vote in things. Um, the al- landlords shouldn't be able to come together, band together, and make their own little group and vote and stuff. And uh, maybe in a more mature, developed socialism that is less threatened, uh, this can be 
done away with, but as things stand, we always have to be pragmatic about our approaches. Not be dogmatic, of course, and, uh, you know, just try to re replicate what happened before, but also be pragmatic. Now let's get to a more fun one. <laughs> uh, basically, uh, this I remember this was one of the first things that I would hear um, about socialism, and I never really understood uh, like the the idea behind it. But let me let me just present it to you. Uh, so a child comes up to you and you're talking about socialism. He's like, but you know, under communism, you're just gonna in the middle of the night, you're gonna you're gonna get a knock on your door, and then the KGB will come and they're just gonna lick they're just gonna lick your balls. They're gonna take you into a dark alley. They're gonna lick your balls. They're gonna suck on them too. They're gonna be very kinky and it will be very uncomfortable for you unless you're into that. In which, well, I mean, all power to you. But what what do you guys have to say about the KGB coming and licking your balls in a dark alley? I of mean, course, it has to be in the middle. Of, they always say, knock on the door in the middle of the night. It can't be at, like, you know, 2 in the afternoon. It can't ever be, you know, it's like, oh, lunchtime. <laughs> right? like always has to be in the middle of the night. <laughs> uh, I mean, that is that is true. That will happen. Um, so, hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, just the chat. The fucking... <laughs> At least they're not. Uh, the, the SWAT teams I, in I the West just scream "Ligma" <laughs> and hit the fucking door. And keep running. SWAT here to lick them testicles. Oh fuck! I just heard, for sorry in my head. I just heard the fucking cyber cyberpunk music. The second he says like, "Oh yeah, well yeah, that's gonna happen." <laughs> but I was gonna say. um... I, this point is so stupid um, because, number one, the weird knock on the middle of the door, blah, blah. This is a weird reference to the Great Purges in, in the Soviet Union. This is something that is not exclusive to socialism, number one. It's a highly, uh, like, extra, extra, extraneous. What the fuck is the word in English? Like, this is an, an unlike... Uh, this is not something that happens it's the, it's frequently. That was like a... Yeah, exception theory. Fuck, I'm stupid. Thank you. It's the exception uh, to uh, at a particularly heightened point of class struggle. There's so many reasons for that event. Whatever. Um, but uh, I've seen many more cases, for example, of in the United States where basically a person, uh, a, a cop enters a wrong apartment and then shoots a random yeah. person sleeping in their bed. Mm. As, and that's happened several times. Um, that, <laughs> you know. And by the way, you know, like... Uh, uh, Maybe this is fucked up to say, but the people who that happened to in the USSR maybe at least would have been somewhat guilty of some crime, <laughs> at the very least. Even in an argument that they weren't, and oh my God, the KGB and the local police killed so many innocents, arrested so many innocents, put so many of them in jail, you, uh, destroyed their lives because they were paranoid about X, Y, and Z. Uh, okay, and in what prison system anywhere in the world uh, is that not the case? In what prison system yeah, aren't millions upon millions being wrongfully indicted? This is not a discussion about an economic model or genuinely a way we organize a society, but a discussion that we are supposed to be having about prisons in general, about police in general, about how and about how we actually end up. Uh, prosecuting people who we think did something that is socially unacceptable uh, so it, it's it's if all if all of those quote-unquote uh, horrible arrests uh, which happened for example in the Soviet Union should be applied uh, to communism as a whole and should be the victims of communism uh, trademark uh, then we should also look at the victims of capitalism trademark in the country which has the largest prison population to have ever existed. And with all due respect, in the 60s, uh, in my opinion, already a bit too late, but 
in the 60s in the USSR, the last, the last gulag was closed. In the US, you literally still have prisons utilizing slave labor, and you dare sit here and talk about the authoritarian fist coming down on people's freedoms. I yeah. mean, it is, but maybe you should look up because the fist is right above you. Oh, what, what, what about us, ball? <laughs> fucking dweebs, Jesus Christ! He's such a fuck. Oh my God! Literally, that's that's a good word to describe a fucking dweeb. Any guy, any cunt who comes up to you, he's like, oh, what? But this is what about is You don't know. First of all, you don't know what that term means. Number one, and number two, what's what's that thing that you Americans say? Don't throw don't throw rocks out of a glass house. Don't throw rocks into a. You know what the fuck I'm trying. Don't be a fucking hypocrite. If you're gonna go and try to. Uh, in, uh, criticize a system based on very specific conditions around prisons and whatever um you should first do that number one to the country with the largest prison population the uh number two the uh, uh, country with the largest unfairly um uh imprisoned population incarcerated population with the vast majority of, of them being minorities um that are unfairly uh, imprisoned. And number three, of course, you should look at the currently ongoing. Why do you care about some fucking uh, system of, of prisons that was closed down almost more than half a century ago? Why don't you look at the shit that's literally ongoing as we speak right now? You know? Yeah, that's, that's uh, but they not don't care. what aboutism yeah. at all. Like it's saying in this the, country, the, the, the ice was camps under the boot are not an indictment. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I was gonna say that the ice camps are not an indictment of capitalism. Apparently, the ice camps aren't, but the but the gulags are an indictment of socialism. It's such a stupid and myopic point. It's uh, ideologically weak, um, and it's the type of argument that somebody makes when they don't really know what the fuck they're talking about. That's that's just as simple as it is. By the like way, if you really all the, all the other arguments in our list. Ah. Yeah, <laughs> pretty yeah. much, yeah. If if you care about this, uh, relevant books, read the New Jim Crow about American prison systems. If you care about Soviet prison systems then you can read uh, jr getty's work he's wrote, written quite a bit about that these people um, listen to podcasts they do not read <laughs> yeah well okay you know no no i love one, this one. part no you definitely should recommend the books i wasn't fucking with you yeah. no, i was no, just sure. fucking with our listeners no, no, no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but i'm just gonna say i do it for the one guy because i know like just because you said that one guy's gonna be like but no it's from okay wisconsin. I, like, I like the reading from suggestion wisconsin. Yeah, the guy, the guy from Wisconsin, and Habibi, I'll give you a, a very tight hug. I might oh. even lick your balls, just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, that was uncalled for. Um, but hey, hey, KGB, I don't know what to tell you. They recruited me, and now uh, I'm professional. Anyways, uh, <laughs> uh, are we okay with that point? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this one is one I don't want to comment on. This is something I want to hear uh, JT and Yugopnik's opinions on solely. Ooh. This is something that we've heard also recently, I guess, on the left. Communism is about envy. You're just jealous of, of, of the rich people. Your analysis isn't actually based on your materialist values or, or, or ideological positioning. You're just jealous. It's just part of envy. Mm, yes, now imagine me wearing a dress and having uh, <laughs> pressed on fingers and had my hair done professionally and a film set and, I don't know, something about... about... <laughs> okay, I'm going to stop. <laughs> people get it. <laughs> yeah. It's it. I mean, it goes into envy from like different philosophers' perspectives, etc. And half of the video is relatively good, and then for some reason, in the like seventy fifth percentile of the video, just literally turn. nobody called <laughs> for this. She just goes on and be, go, is like, oh, communists are tend to be very envious, and uh, they are overzealous, and uh, every time they tried it, it went uh, shitty. She, it literally, it's it's like you can't believe what you're listening. Too, it's it's very disappointing. All right. Well, I don't know about you guys, um, but just to start things off, I don't think I've ever met a communist or any socialist adjacent person who has ever expressed desire 
to be a CEO of any sort. Yeah. It's it's yeah. always, and I guess you would say that you know abject hatred of uh, of CEOs is a form of envy. But I really genuinely don't think that's even even close to correct. I mean. Yeah. To use a personal example, I'm doing fine. Like, I'm a YouTuber. I've got over a million subscribers. I'm doing all right. I don't feel the need to be envious of anything. It's not my my communism is not based on any feeling like I've been cheated or that I deserve more Mm -hmm. money or anything like that. It's because I can look around and see that it's the way forward. It's what we need to do. It is morally correct. It is the way history needs to go in order for human beings to survive. Mm So to me, it's just a, an ex, a way to let yourself off the hook is to say that oh, they're just they're just envious. That's the way to to excuse your own greed. And it's very often not even coming from a capitalist, but a wannabe capitalist who mm. uh, sees the extremely realistic way you're seeing the system, and they are jealous of your courage. They are envious of your courage to see it as it is. And that's why they bracket you in that uh, category of, you know, someone who thinks that they're never going to be successful and therefore they need to think they need to change the system as a whole. But with all due respect, we literally wouldn't have our ideology if it wasn't financed and in part mm. literally created by an English oligarch called Engels who saw the world rising up around him for what it was was pathetically unproductive inhuman and most importantly a waste of human potential and together with marx they created what they created do you think that that gentleman was envious no he wasn't and yes there's plenty of uh, of wealthy communists that exist out there and there's plenty of communists that do not see wealth gathering as uh, something that they need to do or that they want to do but the only people who react instinctively to someone who wants to make the world into at least in a smidge of a more just place uh, by calling them uh, jealous or envious or incapable is at the end of the day mostly doing the self-reporting, which is pure fucking impotence. Uh, just a side note, because I know somebody's going to fucking... Yugopnik uh, uh, said uh, English oligarch. I know Yugopnik knows that Engels was German, but he worked in England for the... Oh, baby Jesus, did I say English? Blah, blah. Oh, I'm so just, sorry. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I know you know that he's German, but just in case anybody's <laughs> like, oh, he's... he's. <laughs> it was, that was yeah. a lapse. Anyways, uh, I, I, did yeah, yeah, did I really fine. say English? Y- you're or? not wrong. He worked in England, so yeah. you're not wrong, but... Uh, Yugopnik um, is envious but, yeah. of people I, who know where countries are. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, uh, just a side note also, by the way, I, I love the complete lack of a materialist analysis. Oh, you're not a communist, uh, like a Marxist, uh, because, you know, you experienced, uh, your material conditions have given risen to these ide- ideas that you have. No, 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 no. You're a Marxist because envy, you know, just a completely uh, idealistic um, notion, usually individualized without any explanatory power. Exactly right. Um, and it's completely stupid. I and then you're do, and then you're doing well, and then you're doing well. Like you start making some money, right? And then you're a champagne socialist piece of shit who uh, can't even follow his own ideals. It's the dumbest. It's arguably one of the dumbest ones in the list, in my opinion. Sorry for interrupting you. 
No, it's perfectly fine. But this is something you do here, so it needs to be addressed. Um, but yeah, and uh, like just to give my own example, I became a Marxist as a result of American imperialism and aggression against my country, as well as the effects of, of, of uh, modern late-stage capitalism on uh, the local economy, the different ways that people relate to each other. Um, on every aspect of my life, I, Marxism has given me a, a lens in which to analyze society and the world around me in a way that has lent me... Um, explanations that make sense that hold up to scrutiny and that allow me to basically uh, understand what happens around me uh, no no envy didn't factor into any of this the vast yeah, majority yeah, of Marxists right are, you're are just social. jealous of their lawns man because they can't grow in a fucking <laughs> yeah, please. Mm, yes 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 please pristine pristine fucking lawns mm, fucking jackasses <laughs> bill you can have community <laughs> gardens on every street instead you fucking cut that ugly thail down you fuck oh my god <laughs> thail is like a uh, sorry, I, uh, I switched to Arabic for a second. Uh, yeah, it, it's it, it's disgusting. You fuck, you could have, can you imagine? You can have fucking melons just growing, right? In, I mean, the U.S. can grow. Of course, the U.S. can grow melons. Yeah. you guys have practically every every type of climate. But yeah, you could like every different part of the U.S. Everybody who has a suburban home has a fucking garden outside, and they can have community gardens. And hey, can you imagine that? Basically, you know, you can use part of the stuff that you grow to feed your own family, and there would be quite a food, a bit of food left over, and maybe that could be used with appropriate community drives to help those who are homeless or less fortunate, and maybe this can be used for a basis of a fucking social movement. Fuck God, Ameri- <laughs> the American left is disappoints me so much <laughs> i'm sorry like okay the iraqi left hasn't been much better okay but we've kind of had a few like wars and shit to deal with <laughs> you got a lot <laughs> on like your plate guys. yeah <laughs> yeah okay oh fuck yeah anyway sorry sorry for the side tangent but yeah exactly right the, the, the vast majority to your point vast majority of socialist marxists that at least i know and i'm sure just overall they want people everybody to be fed housed educated not be forced into undignified labor not be forced to be humiliated in jobs that they might not want to be in or maybe things that uh, is 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 like uncomfortable for them whatever it may be um there's many there are many women around the world third world who are trafficked into uh sex work even though they might not want it there are many people who work one, two, three jobs and don't have time to spend with their with their families and with their kids um, because they have to focus on just trying to get some food on the table. This is not a way that I want people to live and that's why I'm a Marxist. And uh, people, oh, social democracy, blah, blah, blah. Social democracy lives off of the blood of the third world and that's why that's not even, that's not an answer either. So yeah, just TLDR, it's such a stupid fucking point. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, guess, I guess that's it. anything else to add? Nope, myth busted. Moving on. Um, the 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 next argument, I think uh, everybody's heard this, but like communists, you 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 communists, you you just a bunch of white college students. All right, actually no, this this is a point we'll get to later because uh, I want to split this up. The one point is communists, they don't work hard. You're just a bunch of lazy parasites. Mm. <laughs> 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 fucking why don't you take ivermectin please uh, <laughs> you're just a bunch of parasites uh, you're a bunch of yeah but no yeah uh, you're you're just a bunch of lazy parasites uh, you I, don't want to work hard you just want to yeah sorry you open it. you, you want to no, interject no, no. <laughs> please who, who, who am I to argue this I mean I am trying to make podcasting into a career so I guess <laughs> okay fuck off they got me here they got me okay, there dude, fuck you if, uh, no, if communism debunked shut up if how you do communism but you do podcast <laughs> <laughs> literally okay. destroyed I do the pee pee on okay. your microphone <laughs> <laughs> okay whatever stupid fucking stupid point um 
yeah, this is a vast majority of Marxists I know are very hardworking people. This is pointless. Um, vast majority of Marxists historically have been people who would uh, organize in unions, organize in workplaces, um, and even if you're a fucking white collar worker and and you you're a Marxist, it doesn't it doesn't negate the fact uh, you, your hard work. Uh, it, it's they seem to think it's a working a class movement. Hard... How the fuck are you not a yeah. hard worker? It's, it's, it's <laughs> exactly. in the fucking name. <laughs> The, the, they seem to think there's a correlation. The harder you work, the less communist you are or something. Yeah. It's so fucking stupid. All right. And the, uh, the people yeah. who I mean, say this stuff, the people who say that all communists are lazy, parasites, whatever, those are the same people who have lived their cushy suburban life and haven't applied for a job since, like, 1987. Like, I know there are plenty of suburban moms who sit and watch Fox News and get terrified of everything that just accept those hmm. talking points without any kind of scrutiny. Like, what do you do? What, what, what work do you perform exactly? And meanwhile, these people live in a hyper-capitalist society where just to survive, just to keep the electricity on, you've got to work multiple jobs. You have to take on this this excruciatingly alienating labor that uh, our parents would not have accepted. Our grandparents would not have accepted. Yeah. They would have burned exactly. the place down. It's yeah, it's it's absurd. especially for the level of education people have nowadays as well. Yeah. In the United States you can have a master's degree and get fucked. Have nothing. Yeah. Like that's still oh my god. Um, but sorry to just interject for a moment, but um, I hate this argument because, again, it, it ties into another one we'll get, get to in a sec. Uh, but um, the, the, the idea that's, oh, you communists are all lazy. The vast majority of communists that exist, exist in the third world. Mm. They're in China, they're in India, they're in Vietnam, in the Philippines, in Africa and Latin America, where imperialism is at its harshest, where capitalists are their most ferocious, where working hours are the longest, and safety, uh, you know, like all, all the worst aspects of capitalism are in the third world, and that's where you find the most Marxists. The ones who have to work the longest, the ones who have to eat fucking shit, have no, um, uh, what's it called? No healthcare, no guaranteed, uh, no benefits at all, you know, no welfare state, nothing. Right, and that's where you end up finding the, the the communists. Need I remind you that I think the two largest rallies, communist uh, rallies of this century, and I think of almost of all time, basically, have happened in India in the past couple, of, like last year, and then like three years ago, I think. Yeah. Um. Again, just to reiterate that. Oh, but no, no, you're telling me that the woman who who, who works sewing clothes uh for sixteen hours a day, that woman is not a fucking hard worker. Get fucked yeah it's, it's always it's the guy who drinks too much beer and, and really loves the fucking super bowl right it's that guy <laughs> <laughs> honestly yeah you know i can imagine like oh god they look fuck, they're, they're all red they're very white and they're all fucking red uh in the face they're always just slightly sweaty and they have something like semi-racist to say about uh about minorities mm. you know they drive by the what they love lovingly refer to as the inner city whatever that's supposed to fucking mean and then they always <laughs> lock their doors because a minority walk white people will go to fucking space but will lock their doors but white people are oppressed just take a joke okay please all right you, you called Todd. each other cracker <laughs> like two episodes ago i think they'll be fine <laughs> yeah how about this one? Um, oh, uh, JT, I know you love this, of oh, course. Uh, I'm sure you've heard this at some level. You guys are just a bunch of conspiracy theorists. Why would the free and democratic West do, and, you know, dot, dot, dot. Why would they <laughs> pretend that they're WMDs in, in Iraq? Why would they uh, fucking, the Gulf of Tonkin, why would they do that, right? Why would they uh, assassinate fucking uh, um, Alvador, uh, Salvador uh, Allende, by the way, I forgot. I always say Allende, uh, but the two L's are Y sounds. I forget, I apologize. Uh, Allende. Um, yeah, why would they do that? Please, okay, you guys are a bunch of conspiracy theorists. Yeah, I guess they got us there. Yeah, 
Um, that's, yeah, that's, I mean, that's also true. Man, these are a lot of good arguments. They, they are. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm so sorry. difficult to see any consequences, for example, of imperialism. No, like consequences of imperialism are sometimes shown more often than even the consequences of uh, imperialism's dad, capitalism. At least, you know, capital, like follow me here, has the decency <laughs> like to bombard us with a new crisis every, what, 10 <laughs> 12 years uh -huh. while imperialist destruction, you know, goes into and eradicates whole swaths of the world in a matter of months. So at least capitalism gives us a, a sort of a period to rest. Uh, but yeah, I mean, but it is, it is, it is. <laughs> Not on, on a serious note, it is. I understand them. It is extremely difficult to put the comprehension of war and like foreign occupation into the head of. Well, now we're gonna shit on them again. I apologize, but of a white <laughs> American because they never had to experience it on their own land. No matter what sort of like demented, insane dictator I might live under. And this is only my my personal opinion, and I've lived under plenty, trust me. The last thing I want is Capitol's boot here trying to fix it. I've seen you guys fix plenty of other places, <laughs> and thank you very much. I want nothing to do with it. We will clean our own fucking backyard. Okay, I'm writing that down. You got Nick wants freedom. Got it. Okay, all right. They're on their way. <laughs> well so this reminds me, this is kind of, I guess, semi-related, but when you mentioned about how, you know, uh, that they, with intervention and whatever, and that white Americans have actually experienced this, there's something so surreal about about American interventions. I'm going to give an example of, of my own life. Um, I remember when, when the invasion first happened, this was in like uh, 2000, early 2004, um, and... I remember basically I was just chilling outside my home and uh, I saw like there was a, a bunch of like American soldiers coming and the tank comes across basically. And the tank basically like just stops, like I guess they park it or whatever in front of my house basically. Jesus. Um, and yeah, and outside the top, you know, the, the thing like the, where the soldiers can come out, uh, this like this black guy comes out and he just like has a lollipop with him and he's just minding his business fucking sucking on this lollipop. And I remember I made eye contact with him and he made eye contact with me. And, and it was like like five seconds of us just like looking at each other and then we went on our way but i'm just trying like white american listen to this imagine if one day you leave your house and all of a sudden you see an iraqi tank with an iraqi guy that just pops up and he's like what's what's something that's very iraqi he's he, he's like fucking he's eating kletcher or something or zlabi which is like a weird like syrupy thing yeah you iraqis know what zlabi is a very very pleasant pastry um and he just like pops out and he's just like munching on the shit. And then you look at him and he kind of looks at you and you just have a moment for a second where you're just kind of looking at you acknowledge each other, but neither of you in your, in your eyes, you can tell that neither of you know why you're there. Yeah. <laughs> <If> that makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> and, then, and then he just goes on his way. Imagine that. Just fuck, imagine that for a second, how weird that sensation is. And then you have the gall to come at me and be like, oh, conspiracy theorist. <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. It's, that's well, interesting yeah. you bring that up because we live, I guess, close enough to a military base where, where some of their aircraft come over fairly frequently. And you know the, the Chinooks, the, you know, the dual rotor helicopters, they fly over my house a lot, and they're massive. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, I can't even imagine what it would be like to have, you know, five of those things land in my town and a bunch of dudes yeah. with guns get out. And it's just, I think that experience is just so beyond the comprehension of the average American that they... 
here are these things, and they're like, no, that can't be right. You guys are just making this stuff up. You're just trying to make America look bad. But it's just we're yeah. we're so isolated. We've never really been uh, honestly threatened that much, um, <laughs> except when our own president almost you know caused nuclear Armageddon. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's I think that's really what it boils down to is like yeah the stuff's covered on the news like oh we're at war quote unquote at war with Iraq now or Afghanistan mm. or wherever. But it's never really presented to the American people in a way that they can understand why it's actually happening. So it's, I think it's just just, something going on over there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not at home. It's over there. And by the way, just a thing, like if you uh, just read into your own history, uh, just American, simple American history, they don't even try to hide this stuff. Cointel Pro is common knowledge, for example, right? Um, These aren't conspiracy theories, uh, theories, and the vast majority, unlike the far right, which has fucking weird, like, oh, they're lizards, they're living in my asshole, or whatever the fuck they think, right? (laughs) Right? Uh, You know, this weird shit, right? We have stuff that's very benign and boring and uh requires so much reading and you know it it takes a lot of time to actually you know get an understanding out of it because it's yeah it's so fucking boring right it's like it's not something explosive like oh you know the jews are behind it no it's like uh okay so like reduced oil prices kind (laughs) of affected the currency valuation of the united states so they kind of needed to you know secure the value of the fucking dollar and the petrodollar which was gonna be made by iraq would have it would have fucking influenced the value of the dollar in trading of oil so then they invade and also they could have privatized the oil fields which is what they want to do for a couple of decades regardless like the fucking explanation is you fall it's a lecture you fall asleep yeah right uh, it's not secret knowledge like conspiracy theories typically are it's just it's dry it's a little dull it takes a little bit of effort to get through it and that's yeah that's why it seems like a conspiracy because nobody wants to do it Mm. yeah yeah, exactly i wish it was like oh fucking hillary clinton farted in every fucking (laughs) soy milk fucking carton and that's why they voted biden in (laughs) I, i wish i wish we had that we don't i'm sorry the only thing that we have that even comes close is Pol Pot's weird glasses thing. That's it. <laughs> maybe, maybe, what's his name? What's, uh, oh, fuck, um, oh, his name is fucking, the Argentinian Marxist, the the one that wants to, the, the aliens and the nukes, uh, and the dolphins. What? Fuck. I don't know this one. Oh, my God, I cannot believe I'm forgetting this. Oh, Jesus Christ. Who the fuck are you talking about? Dolphins? La billah. Fuck, hold on, hold on. Uh... Poseidism, Poseidism. Oh, like, that. How no. did I forget? Oh, Poseidus. Yeah. Fuck. I'm so sorry. I, I can't believe I fucking forgot that. I mean, it's it's not even a real fucking trend. It's a meme. I just but know yeah, about like the that's... nukes thing with the Poseidus. <laughs> oh no, there's there's aliens and dolphins. I promise. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, right on. <laughs> it's 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 literally you you know that song the 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 edit of the you didn't have to cut me off and the, oh, yeah. the, the fucking images that they show that's Poseidism. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, oh Jesus Christ. But yeah, so that's um I mean I guess I guess that's that's it. <laughs> that covers that yeah, fucking I think, thing. I think we some, somewhere in there we answered it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, beautiful semi-emotional <laughs> conversation. You know, it's going in a very good direction and then uh, I'm I'm quoting you cuz I tend to do this in this podcast so I'm a bit jealous. And Hakim jumps out and he's like, "You know those guys with the dolphins from Argentina, dude?" <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, he's oh, taking boy. it somewhere probably." <laughs> Oh, I love it. <laughs> All right, so that's the conspiracy thing over. There's another one which is so fucking boring, and I'll tell, I'll let you me take this one. Socialism was unpopular everywhere it was tried. Just ask the people who live there. Uh, you please ask the Yugoslavs. Ask <laughs> yeah, the Yugoslavs. Uh, 
I mean, if if we kind of touched on it before, but if someone steps on your toe, if someone steps on your toe in socialism, it's socialism's fault. If I don't know, a whole building catches on fire because the contractors were incentivized to save money and use flammable materials in capitalism, they just call it uh, what JT? Oh yeah, a separate incident mm -hmm. or. A, Unrelated, uh, it, it, an externality. Or if it's, hey, if it's in my country, they call it, if it's in my country, they call it collateral damage. Yay. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go on. No, that's, that's it. I don't really, there's not much to address this point with because it's kind of linked with, in between the previous ones. But yes, as someone who literally knows thousands of people who have lived through Yugoslav-style socialism, those who have spent the majority of their life in it almost exclusively talk positively about it. Many who even have uh, managed to become even capitalists and become even rich in... Uh, the post-Yugoslav era of uh, early capitalism and at this point very sped up late-stage capitalism, if you can even call it that, uh, some of them also nostalgically look uh, back at the quote-unquote good old days. And I've heard people literally tell me, I wish we lived in uh, whatever it was before because it, the, the world wouldn't have turned me into the person that it had to turn me into in order to survive. I mean, there's a joke we have here is that the uh, the the harshest uh, capitalist is an ex-communist because a communist knows how capitalism works and therefore understands that he needs to eat before being eaten in order to survive and uh, that's why so many like uh, hardcore both oligarchs and uh, mobsters and drug dealers etc etc do come from the part of the world where uh, socialism existed before because they understand the dialectical materialism and these people know that fucking uh, they have to eat before being eaten, and that's when they turn into into these fucking animals, etc., etc. But yes, uh, socialism was not unpopular everywhere it was tried. Almost every listener, I believe, uh, of ours has seen all of those maps, both in yeah. the Soviet Union, yeah. in Yugoslavia, etc., etc., where we very uh, eloquently and directly see from Western sources that usually it goes between 60 to 80 percent, depending on the region and usually how wealthy the region is, that were against the destruction uh, and the abolishment of the previous economic model. So um, this, in general, is a very tired, uh, tired point. Yes, and also just a side point, uh, just to add to it, almost every single instance of uh, the dissolution of socialism, uh, like in the Eastern Bloc, in the Soviet Union, and otherwise, uh, where they where they did polling and they asked them what they want, the vast majority of people did not want a free market economy. They wanted to keep the socialist command system, but they thought that they could have both. They could have the 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 you know the security of socialism as well as the uh, complete abundance of like you know uh, market abundance. Um, and, and variety that certain Western um, uh, like capitalist countries had, and they tried to kind of mix those two together. They didn't realize that if socialism goes, everything goes. They can't just pick and choose. Um, you notice this with Poland done in Czechoslovakia and, and modern Czech Republic. You, you notice this in East Germany. You notice this in Russia. Poland that they did there, etc., etc. Et so that's uh, yeah. Vast majority of people wanted to stay in socialism, and vast majority of people now uh, in former socialist countries miss socialism. The wor the the absolute worst you can get is a very substantial minority. We're talking like 40, 45 percent of the population misses socialism. You can say maybe another 30 percent are somewhat indifferent, and maybe 15 percent are like, oh, the market system is good, uh, and then you fill in the fucking gaps there uh, with people who don't vote and whatnot. 
But yeah, so that's, I think. Unless, JT, you have something to add to that? Uh, one thing. I mean, the only thing I can say to, to our American listeners is also the people who say this sort of thing, like, oh, all the people, like, they hated it. They hated living under communism. All right. Who told you that? I hate living under capitalism. Yeah, do they, do they, <laughs> Bruh. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> those people, 90% of the time, they live in Miami. They're, they're not... You know, you know the type of person that it is. It's like the only people yeah. who say they hated Busano. living. Yeah, exactly. They, they, the only people who hated living under socialism were the ones that were trying to take advantage of people, and that wasn't allowed. Like they were trying to have a monopoly on eggs or slavery or, yeah, or whatever. But it's <laughs> the, the egg monopoly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh fuck! Get fucked! Yeah. Oh, rip, Running around the, the village, castrating other people's cocks. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, oh, the cocks. The guy, yeah. the cocks. Oh, that's funny. Look, yeah. the, the the cultural revolution was justified just because the fucking the the egg monopoly guy was fucking <laughs> was was punished. He had to have the stupid sign that said, "Look at this fucking bozo." Okay, oh. <laughs> <laughs> the egg monopoly, and then they fucking yeah. Anyway, yeah, most people who lived under who experienced socialism would like to go back to it. They look back fondly on it, and they do not care for this awful alternative that we've been offered. I think that's a nice roundup to that question. Thank you, guys. Now, here's another one. <laughs> Communism makes everywhere that it was tried poor. Mm. Just don't look at, you know, Burma or, or Somalia or Ecuador, <laughs> Senegal, Cambodia, <laughs> the Ivory Coast, <laughs> <laughs> Pakistan, Colombia, fucking everywhere. <laughs> okay, Burundi, fucking, yeah. Oh, yeah. geez. What do you guys have to say to this? It's just like, just open a history book. Just... Uh... Like even if you just take Chile for example, good run of the mill, um, modern. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, JT. Hold on, t- t- to cut you off. Sorry, I opened a history book, but my history book told me that the Native <laughs> Americans just, you know, they just made room for us <laughs> when the when the when the you know we we got off of the the fucking the the may, the mayhem the pilgrim what the fuck was it called the, the mayflower mayhem. mayflower <laughs> that would have been so much cooler. <laughs> Should have been called uh, the mayhem. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would have been accurate. <laughs> fuck. Yeah, they stepped on the Mayflower, and you know the Native Americans are like, hey, you see those weird looking people? Uh, oh, we're just gonna make some room for yeah. them, okay? Uh, By the way, we'll I just leave. don't mind me. I'm gonna die of smallpox. I'm just, I'm just gonna. But but, just but, gonna but die their ship corner. is literally called Mayhem. Nah, nah, it's fine. They probably listen to metal <laughs> music or some shit. <laughs> savages, savages. They're not even sorry. <laughs> yeah, no. Anyway, sorry, I cut you off, JT. Go on. Yeah. So if you look at Chile, it's uh, they were doing great. They were developing well. Their economy was going upwards, and then when that was taken away, when a rabid free market dog was installed in the form of Pinochet, guess what happened to their economy? Oh my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Can I just interject? Yeah. Uh, this is how you know, like uh, Western media or not Western media, but like bourgeois media is such bullshit. Because there was an interview where they're trying to say they were like, "Oh, uh, nostalgia for Pinochet is high," and the person that they're interviewing is a literal relative of oh, Pinochet. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that? that. Oh my god! <laughs> Fuck! Oh Jesus oh, Christ! So funny. Jesus. Uh, but but, but why do you why do you miss Pinochet? Pin- but why do you miss Pinochet? Um, well, yeah. he. Compared to my other uncles, uh, he only put one <laughs> finger up my ass. <laughs> oh, you know, the, the dissidents he would torture, he'd make necklaces out of their balls and he'd give them to me. Oh, Those are fond, fond memories that I <laughs> that I have of, of finished. Like, I'm just like, what the fuck? It's such a stupid, you know? Yeah. Oh, God. Whenever they try to tr- talk about, like, former socialisms, they always bring the most fucking rabidly mm. anti-communist, usually like, oh, my family collaborated with the Nazis and I'm a former fucking landlord types, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, 
Jesus, I remember I saw the stupid fucking thing. There's a, 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 a ooh, national writer of what are the fuck in Romania, and they love her. Oh my God, the European Union loves this woman, right? Um, and uh, all her books where she talks, she fights back against the authoritarian. Is a bit, bit this fucking bullshit. And then guess what? Her family is of German origin, so they're Ger- German Romanians. Um, they collaborated with the Nazis. They had massive tracts of land and serfs who were basically that their their land was confiscated, their villas and their ca- literal castles were confiscated by the communists their slaves were freed and basically they're like you know what you also um uh, participated in pogroms against the jews so uh yeah we're gonna we're gonna have to like arrest some of you guys and uh basically now in the modern romanian government has given back all her family all the property uh, all the fucking land and castles and villas and fucking everything else has compensated her monetarily and also now she's like a massive publisher who's ooh you know goes on these talks against totalitarianism mm. at the eu and in fucking american sponsored garbage ugh so yeah, Man, these are the types. <laughs> there's a whole there's a whole documentary on HBO about Yugoslavia, and it's about this uh, lady who is complaining that they took her 300 square meter apartment back in the day, and they split it in half, and they gave half of the apartment. They built walls, and they gave half of the apartment to uh, people who you know whose houses got blown up by the Nazis, and the whole documentary, which is made uh, by who, I wonder, by her uh, uh, granddaughter about her, is literally just uh, recording her walking around the apartment, waiting for the grandma that lives in uh, the apartment, which was nationalized, to die so that uh, the government can allow her to privatize it. And it's shot in this very specific way, and it's funded by HBO, for fuck's sakes, that uh, they really try to sell it to us that, uh, you know, she's gone through this horrible experience and she can't even have her own home, etc., etc., that her uh, father, a great entrepreneur, back in the king's day managed to earn and build and so on and so on it's a um, played out classic story in which we try to turn uh, the privileged into the unprivileged uh, just so that uh, they themselves can feel better and the viewership which is also among the privileged can feel better about themselves as well but that is a very common thing in countries which have gone through socialist experiments before because the second those specific governments fell, billions of dollars of investment came flooding into our countries and especially our political spheres, uh, which wanted to make sure that under no circumstance, now that there are free and just elections, the communists don't get re-elected. So they invested in uh, center-right, usually parties, sometimes very far-right parties, and not only that, but into heavy-duty uh, re-education, decommunization, as they call it, uh, propaganda machineries, which... Uh, has led us to the point in which we are today where we are seeing uh, the last 30 years of this capitalist experiment going horribly wrong, at least for the vast majority of people. And yet it's so instilled in so many people's minds that the poverty we're seeing today is still 
because we haven't rooted out the communist disease from 30 years ago. It's still in people's mentalities. They are still lazy. They are still stupid. I talked about this in previous episodes. They are just Eastern Europeans. We're not civilized like the Westerners, etc., etc. So when people say communism makes uh, everywhere poor, uh, it does when it leaves. Yeah, basically. And Atelier, our point of that is, Please actually look at the research. Every country that was uh, before socialism and after socialism has experienced, for the vast majority of them, explosive uh, forms of uh, economic growth. Even the very poor countries have managed to achieve growth that matters. Not in fucking, you know, ooh, GDP, which is a meaningless measure half the time because it just measures, like, transactions. You can be an incredibly wealthy person or a small clique of very wealthy people buying stuff back and forth and have a very high GDP. Um, But no, no, it's measured in actual things like housing, access to healthcare, access to medication, uh, access to um, education, uh, the ability for um, people to have leisure time, uh, you know, culture houses and theater and whatnot, uh, infrastructure, etc., etc. So, like, it's it's a stupid point, uh, and the research stands completely against the idea that it makes it poor. And by the way, of course, uh, all these countries have achieved this very impressive, uh, what I would consider to be success, uh, in the face of severe trials from the West. And again, what JT always says, which is incredibly profound, socialism always fails and why not just let it fail why do they forcibly try to you know do their darndest as you americans say mm-hmm. uh to to forcibly make it fail right um so that's that's also something to keep in mind yeah um there's i think we can take these last three very quickly um i think we can just do quick fire for these um commies uh, come in from my from my guns <laughs> 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 yeah, because oh. that's how they fuck it. They're like, oh, it's it sounds like they're they're about to nut when they're like, oh, call me. They're gonna, oh, they're gonna come from a gun. But yeah, um, let me if, if if it's okay, I would like to share three quotes uh, with with the fine fine gentleman uh, of the podcast. Um, the first one, of course, is uh, the the beautiful quote uh, of of Marx in which. The whole working class must be armed at once with rifles, cannons, and ammunition. Any attempts to disarm the workers must be frustrated by force if necessary. That is our our dear bearded Santa Claus. Uh, another uh, absolute chad, Mao Zedong, had uh, this to say. It is only by the power of the gun that the working class and the laboring masses can defeat the armed bourgeoisie and landlords. Uh, of course, let's not forget that he also was the one to say that political power grows out of the barrel of a gun. Um, how can somebody be so based? I have no idea, but uh, he manages. He always manages. And finally, my own personal beloved Lenin, who said, It is most urgent and essential that there be a universal arming of the people. And of course, Lenin, as you know, was uh, also wrote about people's militias, amongst many other things. Um, every, Practically every socialist country that it existed had some sort of popular militia uh it had uh, education for the population for the use of arms for the cleaning of arms um they had access to arms to differing extents but you could uh, definitely get them um and uh, i mean for fucks in 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 the dprk farmers have like anti uh, have artillery weapons <laughs> <laughs> like have, like unironically yeah they do um so uh, the idea that oh and by the way our favorite liberals in, in the U.S. of course uh, like liberals like Nixon uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no uh, or other such um, uh, other related Republicans who basically passed gun regulation laws in the United States for example in California because black people were arming themselves uh, this is speaking of of course the Black Panther Party um, American uh, to, to Americans or anybody else listening 
communists are never there to take your guns. Communists are there to basically put guns in the hands of the workers and hopefully disarm fucking, you know, fascists and, 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 and Nazis and those types. Because those people don't deserve to be armed. Um, but the best way to disarm those people is... <laughs> I mean, um, I, I can give you a fourth quote, but by an almost, uh, by an equally impressive communist uh, myself, uh, which is, uh, I uh, own yes. a gun, I actually own two legally, and ain't even Marx himself who's gonna take it away from me, baby. Here in Texas, you do hear that sentiment a lot. You know, if, if I'm out driving, it's very uncommon if I don't see a, a sticker that says come and take it or something similar to that. People just, they do seem to think that, you know, communists want to take your guns. But I think that's largely because they can't tell the difference between uh, communism and the just the liberals um, who do want to take your guns. Like the liberals are all about that, even Beto O'Rourke who is uh, running for Texas, actually just got a fundraising text from Team Beto, and I just sent them the screenshot oh, of, of that, that cringe post he made today about Abbott's a socialist <laughs> as a response. Um, yeah, but uh, no, the communists don't want to take your guns. I mean, if you find a communist in Texas, they probably have their own guns. It's just it's the liberals that want to do that. We're not friends of the liberals. I was going to share a tidbit from my life, but just the the Iraqi Arab, what do you guys think? What do you think his opinions are? <laughs> like, I don't need to add anything. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, moving on. my my This is my favorite one because I get this all the time, which I, like, there's a lot of irony here, but it's, uh, um, it's this. Commies only exist as white, upper middle class university students. The wow. real world will turn you into a... No, no, please, please, okay. Uh, JT, you need to listen. The real world will turn you into a red-blooded, full American with, of course, the aforementioned erectile dysfunction uh, that <laughs> that comes with being a full-blooded red. You know, uh, what, what do you guys say? Uh, red, white, and blue? Yeah. Uh, fucking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my, oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, my fucking, my, 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 my blood is, my blood is white and my cum is red. <laughs> what are you guys? <laughs> Fuck. I don't know where the, 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 oh, and the, the, the thin blue line or the fuck, that's oh, the, God. that's the, that's the blue. And your eagle they, only they, has they one the... head, like, all the cool eagles have two heads, Albania, <laughs> Serbia, uh, I don't know, the Empire from <laughs> random uh, science fiction book. You guys just one, one head. So what would you guys say to, to, to the American with erectile dysfunction that we're all white upper middle class university students? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean. Uh, one out of three. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, one out of three is white. Yeah. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nothing else. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, like like Hakeem mentioned earlier, it's the vast majority of communists around the world are not in the United States or any associated imperial core country. They're in the developing world. They're in Asia. They're in Latin America. They're in these places that are very much not the image these people try to sell of like blue-haired uh, liberal college students. It's it's that's just not reality. Uh, I think this is what you need to do, okay? The next time you get one of these weirdos, okay, with a Ford-mentioned erectile dysfunction, I can't stress that point enough, uh, who comes to you and is like, hey, yeah, uh, all our white upper-middle-class university students, this is what you do. You you get real close, all right? You get real close to their ear, and you can maybe just like a a little smooch, and you just whisper, "Uh, hey, hey, did did you know that there's uh, 90 million Communist Party members in China? And then you make out with them. Because <laughs> then they'll fix their erectile dysfunction, probably. <laughs> but China, no communists. Oh, they're not communists. They're forced into this party by everybody. That means eat shit in Arabic, okay? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, 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 um, the, 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 
regardless of what you think China is or isn't, all right, they still have a nominally named Communist Party that has 90 million members. So eat my dick, whether you like it or not, they consider themselves to be communists. Fine, don't take China. Take the Vietnamese Communist Party, which has millions of members. Take the Cuban one. Take India, which isn't even a communist country, which has millions of... Fuck, India alone has like a hundred different Marxist parties. <laughs> it's a, just, I think just, yeah, this morning I was trying to, in between fucking bullshit that I had to do at work, I was trying to read about them. And I was like, oh God, I'm not... Again, the, the trials of a Marxist, like you need to know everything about everything. So I was like, I should learn about the differences between between the communist parties in India. I'm reading, I'm like, well, one of them is, okay, Maoist. And then it's like, Maoist faction to what? <laughs> Why? <laughs> and then it's like some stupidly small disagreement that yeah. they had. Oh, fuck. Well, uh, it just goes to show that the, the average American's conception, the world is the United States to them. There is just no conception of what's outside these borders. As Yugopnik said, everything else is DLC. <laughs> yeah, 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 very apt. <laughs> All right, I'm going to throw you a low ball, one that's quick, and this is the final one. Under socialism, all housing is ugly. You're going to be living in <laughs> in gray, bleak, okay? <laughs> Don't look at our suburbs. Gray, bleak. Okay, forget our infrastructure, our decaying infrastructure. Gray, bleak. Don't don't look at the concrete pal roads. Okay, please, please, please don't look at them. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. <laughs> Oh my okay. god. Gray, bleak. It's always gl- uh, uh, gloomy outside. You always hear Molchadama plays all the time. Okay? All you hear is pink or blue, you get executed <laughs> immediately, but only after the KGB licks your balls. <laughs> of course, yeah. They have to take the, they have to take the tax, okay? You don't pay tax under socialism. You you pay them the ball licking tax. <laughs> they don't take your money, they take your dignity. State regulated oh, ball licking tax for anything that is not gray. <laughs> yeah. There, there's their quotas for it, of course. The KGB comes and is like, "Okay, apartment forty-three. <laughs> no, don't take my son, please." To, every, everyone has to only drink uh, sparkling water because it tastes like gray static. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! So yeah. Uh, okay, number one, um, it's a home is better than being homeless. Yeah. <laughs> number one. <laughs> Number two, historically, the housing that was built was rapidly built to basically uh, make up for the lost housing stock of World War II, um, which destroyed massive amounts, entire cities and villages and everything. Literally millions of people displaced and homeless, so these people need very quick housing. They didn't care if it was fucking pretty or not. Third of all, vast majority of it at its time when it was new and maintained did look pretty good. I, I'm Actually, like you can pause this fucking episode now. Just go and type, um, I don't know. Uh, Yugoslav apartments or whatever or like apartments Moscow whatever 1979 just put in a random year where it was actually socialism most of them were painted nicely they looked brand new they were maintained they looked nice you know and by the way again not to reiterate but in that under socialism, there's an economic plan. Under their economic plans, these housing, the, all this housing that was built rapidly to make up for lost housing stock wasn't meant to stay indefinitely. This was housing that was meant to stay for 25, 30 years and then uh, basically uh, allow for development of uh, like to, to bring up the economy again uh, so that they could build more sustainable housing down the line uh, a, a just an annoying little thing on the way of that called the dissolution of the Soviet <laughs> Union that kind of prevented that so that's why they're still in like 50 year old housing that has not been maintained whatsoever because hey guess what the reason those places look like shit is because of capitalism not fucking socialism uh, and of course the aforementioned suburbs that look like shit sorry uh, you take now, the reins t- yeah, t- t- TLDR <laughs> now we have more money and technology to build uh, prettier, nicer, uh, more aesthetically pleasing, uh, free housing for everyone 
if tomorrow the socialists would uh, take over. And secondly, me as someone who has grown up in one of those horrible gray buildings and who now lives in a brand new building, I can tell you my heating bill was much better back then because they used actual fucking cement. Uh, the building I live in right now has been built for profit and uh, all of the apartments are being given for rent. So the guy building it wasn't building it for himself for so did he save money on everything and do I have paper walls and do I have to listen to the 90 year old grandpa grandma next to me shit liquid diarrhea every single <laughs> evening oh right God. next to my ear where my bed is positioned <laughs> yes yes I do did I ever have to do that in those horrible commie blocks no I didn't and thankfully actually I uh, recently that one specific commie block was uh was renovated and it was uh, colored in blue slash pink and it looks lovely now and the entree and everything is absolutely fine and number three uh, I mean Hakim kind of mentioned it but uh, it was fucking free you dumb fuck like okay was it wasn't too beautiful to look at but uh, you didn't have to take out a mortgage that you will have to pay off for the next 30 years the way you do because you would have a place to live in no matter what, because it was a human right. Uh, but, alas, uh, it was gray, and that is uh, <laughs> fucking disgusting. Just a point, just before you speak, sorry, I'm cutting you off, JT. Um, of course, you also need to realize, whenever you see those pictures nowadays, uh, remember, they're really dilapidated buildings and whatnot, but uh, uh, the people who take lost these photos, they really do want to kind of push into the weird doomer aspect of it, so they use the filters and whatnot. You you see this with like photography of, of the DPRK, DPRK a lot as well, where they'll just try to take pictures, and they'll put on shitty filters to try to make it as drab as possible. It's like the fucking yellow tint when you go to Mexico. <laughs> it's it's the shit. They're trying to sell you an image, right? It's not actually what it looks like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, yeah, we we spoken extensively. JT, you want to say something? Yeah. Well, I was going to say these are all you know very pr- pretty good arguments, guys. Uh, not bad work, but um, <laughs> really, you're forgetting the most important thing. If you want to talk about gray, soulless, pathetic buildings, look look what they're doing to my McDonald's, to my Wendy's, <laughs> to my Taco oh, yeah, Bell. Have you seen what they're doing to my Taco Bell? Oh, <laughs> all right. You know which way, Western man? Do you want the, Do you want to go to these friggin' the, the, the <laughs> little lifeless modern box looking things or can we get some of those nice like green and blue swirls back please come on where's where's the life where's the joy (laughs) (laughs) oh fuck uh, this is an experience I'm I'm I, I'm very glad that I I, I don't connect with. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're oh, all fuck. they're just you trying to the update best... these uh these fast food joints to look like more modern and chic and stuff and and try to convince you that they're selling quality food, but they used to all be fun and and happy and joyful, and now they're just all you know cookie cutter pseudo modern apartment looking weird things. It's it's pathetic. The one defining staple of American culture, which is the face fast food train restaurant has also now been lost to the eternal pursuits of the market mm. <laughs> this is what they took from you white man <laughs> this is what, the happy meal is what return. they took away from you return us communists <laughs> us communists guarantee you free readily available chains of fast food which will be very very colorful just come to our side please yo that's now that's a winning argument oh, that's gonna get us somewhere and with all this said 
that was, I think, part two of, yeah. of uh, communism is when is when no food. This time it's communism when no toothbrush. Remember, uh, Stalin has used the comically sized toothbrush. Um, you know, <laughs> he rubbed his ass cheeks, his pleasant Georgian ass cheeks on it. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, the fucking, oh my god, the one communal blanket. We'll talk about that next time. Uh, anyways, th- if you guys like this, let us know, and then we will might make a part three, because we have a lot of shit left. Um, you guys sent quite a few, um, and you can send more if you'd like. Uh, but that's about it. Uh, don't forget to report to your uh, local CBT station, all right? Um, the, the, the party demands cock and ball torture, and, and the quotas <laughs> need to be met. <laughs> okay? <laughs> With all that said, uh, have a lovely time. This, is, uh, this has been Hakeem. I'm JT. And I'm Yugopnik. Don't let the KGB lick your balls. (laughs) 